My friends, welcome back to Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, who is the executive director of Inequality Media Civic Action, and my former student, where we talk about the lows and the lows and, and the, the real and lows. And the super lows. And the scary lows uh, of the previous week. Uh, Heather, uh, you don't look like you're in a banking panic. <laughs> I mean, I hide it well, I yes, guess. Yes, you really do. Uh, what banking panic? Well, last uh-huh. um, last Friday, obviously, there was a meltdown of a small, what had been thought to be a small regional bank called Silicon Valley Bank. Yes. Just uh, not too far from here. And Tell us. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Um, we we know the surface story. The surface right. story is very clear. Uh, I've written about it on Substack. Uh, it's just uh, it's simply that the bank there was a run on the bank because the bank had invested depositors' money in treasury bills, uh, long term treasury bills. The right. bank thought it could get a good return, uh, but of course interest rates went up, courtesy of the Fed, and those bonds were worth much less. At the same time, that a lot of the depositors wanted to take their money out because they couldn't get venture capital funding. Now, that's that's as far as it went. That's as far as the story is understood. Mm-hmm. But they had also revealed underlying weaknesses in our entire financial system. And as the week kind of unraveled, we saw more and more of those. It's not just small banks. Right. Even some of the large banks got rattled. And uh, it's, it's a classic. I mean, if you go back historically, you go back to not 1929, hopefully, but go back to 1907, 19, the banking panics of the first part of the 20th century before the Great Crash of 1929, and you see similar cracks beginning to form in public confidence in finance. Right. And we did we learn from those? No. Mistakes and <laughs> well, we, historical well, we, uh, we learned in the sense that in, you know, in the 1930s, we put in a lot of regulations separating commercial from investment banking so that the investment banks couldn't basically gamble with other people's money as they had been doing in the 1920s up until the great crash. Uh, But then something happened in the 1970s, 1980s, and then increasingly in the 1990s, uh, deregulation. Because the big bankers or people who smelled they could make a lot of money in banking got, um, you know, basically... Uh, their campaign contributions, big businesses, wealthy people had more and more influence, and they got deregulation, essentially, of the banking sector. And then Glass-Steagall, mm-hmm. that one and very important law that separated commercial from investment banking, was repealed by Bill Clinton in 1999. And, uh, well... There's a big, long story there, Heather, right. but I'm not going to bore you with it right now. But can we do a video on it, perhaps? Oh, good idea. Good idea. We'll do that. But this is interesting. So this is, I mean, we do, Trump is, the Trump administration is to blame for some rollbacks on regulations, well, but the, you just mentioned Clinton. This is a bipartisan this issue, is right? a bipartisan Bipartisan corruption, if I can yeah. use that term, because the banking system and a lot of very wealthy people who saw a lot of money to be made really saw, well, we can we can deregulate and make bundles. I mean, this is why Wall Street became a profit center. Banking used to be boring. 
Right. But starting in the 1990s and increasingly this century, banking has become the center, almost the centerpiece of the economy, banking and high tech. Right. And interestingly, the Silicon Valley Bank right. combines banking yeah, and too. high tech. Right. Uh, so it, the cracks in the pavement really are are in both areas. But Bob, why didn't the regulators see this coming or others? I mean, people at the Fed, who should have been, shouldn't well, someone on Twitter, a, I mean, I think one person on Twitter did tell us. It's a fascinating, fascinating question yeah. because, uh, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that Silicon Valley Bank, other banks, did invest their depositors' money in treasury bills that they thought they could get a big return on. And as the Fed increases interest rates, the value of those old treasury bills drops. And so you don't have to be very sophisticated to know that there's going to be some it's problems. financial modeling, right? And I they mean, have there thousands. should be a couple columns Hello? and one column isn't matching. The Fed their... has thousands of people that are supposed to be doing this, watching the small banks, the regional banks. Uh, and Silicon Valley Bank is not that small. It turns right. out to be the 16th largest bank in the system. But the ripples are now even hitting Europe, and they are hitting the big banks. Right. The big banks on Thursday tried to bail out, in a way, mm-hmm. putting $30 billion into one of the small banks that right. was the next in line in terms of game. So this is, this is you know, the, the dominoes, I, f- I fear, I fear the dominoes are starting to fall. Right. Falling because people don't have confidence in the banking sector. Right. And you've written about this. So, I mean, is there one? I would love one person to blame. So well, then we could decide what to do now. The blame, the blame is is sort of systemic. I mean, uh, the person who I am fascinated by, mm-hmm. actually, there are a couple of people. One is Jerome Powell, because Jerome Powell really worries about inflation. And he wants to raise interest rates again next week when the Fed meets. But if he raises interest rates again, there is the danger of even more banks yeah. either going under or people worrying about them. So he's on the horns of a dilemma. You know, I mean, it's not clear how he gets out of this dilemma. But then there are pe- people in, you know, the, the, this, the, the people who hate government. Peter Thiel, for example, mm. you know, of Silicon Valley right. fame, a PayPal fame. Uh, he put a lot of money during the 2022 election into J.D. Vance's campaign of $10 million into J.D. Vance, huge amount of money into Blake Masters' campaign mm-hmm. uh, in Arizona. Uh, he's a, he's a, what, a, a libertarian. Well, he pulled out a huge amount of money from Silicon Valley Bank just when it was right. Desperate. And I assume texted some friends and to do the same. And he got his friends to do the same. He actually, if there's one single villain in terms of getting the bank run on Silicon Valley and the other bank runs going and desperately needing a bailout, therefore, right. it's the it's it's Peter Thiel and these libertarians who right. hate government. Now, you saw that Powell said, basically, I don't want a line in there that blames regulatory failures in terms of the first announcement coming out of the last, last weekend. Yeah. yeah. And that first announcement was really important because that was the attempt by the Fed and the Secretary of the Treasury and the Comptroller of the Currency, all of these big wigs in finance to come together and say, don't worry, depositors, you are safe. We are going to essentially bail out depositors. Oh, along the way, we will <laughs> sort of bail out all the small banks and increase the insurance, yeah. federal deposit insurance, above 250 thousand dollars um but uh, they didn't want any criticism the fed 
Jerome Powell didn't want any criticism or even, even implied criticism of the Fed and regulatory, lack of regulatory oversight. Right. Mm. But so that so that makes me nervous. Well, this is your <laughs> this is you are the barometer. Right. Because the fact that that made you nervous and the fact that a lot of this uh, kind of excessive activity over the past week in terms of the bailout and then the the $30 billion bailout by the big banks going to just one of the small middle-sized banks, uh, that makes you nervous. It makes a lot of people nervous. And that anxiety translates into potentially, I hope not, but more and more of a banking crisis. And that reaches all the way over to Switzerland. Credit Suisse uh, had to get a bailout. Uh, at the same time that Switzerland and the European Central Bank is raising interest rates. Right. You see the relationship. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but so what do we do? So Glass-Steagall? Yes. Congress has to do some stuff. What I th- else? I think that, well, the first step is Congress has got to uh, repeal that 2018 Trump law that right. Trump signed. I mean, it was a bipartisan law, but mostly Republicans. Uh, Trump signed that exempted small and medium-sized banks right. from regulation, from what was then called Dodd-Frank. It is right. it's still called the Dodd-Frank post-2008 uh, regulatory explosion, um, uh, the, the lack of regulation. Um, but uh, beyond that, I think we really do have to go back to pre-1999 and reinstate the Glass-Steagall Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to we've got to separate investment from banking from commercial banking. Why should uh, investment banks gamble with people's deposits? Right. I know. I mean, and does it, not it seem absurd? It seems horrible, and it seems. I mean, you talk about this a lot, but the average worker. I mean, what protections does the average person with their money in a bank have? I mean, all we talk about is regulating. Big banks and exactly Heather. I mean, there is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation right. of two hundred fifty thousand limit. Yep. But you see, if you are a worker mm-hmm. in a business that has put a lot of money into a bank, you are as dependent on that bank being there for that business as you are for that bank being there for you. Right. But the other point, the even larger point, is that there are so many risks in a society that once again, we are making life almost riskless for the people who are very well right, that's off what it feels and very, like. very privileged and have a lot of political influence. But we don't even have in this country, you know, paid sick leave. Right. I mean, we went through a pandemic. Right. Hello. I know. I thought, well, everybody's going to get paid sick leave now, doesn't? I mean, the politicians now see how important paid sick leave is. Right. I mean, for I all know. of us. No, but when there's a banking crisis, we all rally. Everyone rallies. You rally around the banking crisis in in record time. Right. I mean that that package deal uh, that came the government came up with in 24 hours. Right. Um, hello, paid sick leave. Right. I we know. can't get that for years and years and years and years. I mean, it took seven years even to get any kind of family and medical leave, and now what? I, but the same thing is. Unemployment insurance. People, it only goes to 30% of the people who lose their jobs because most people are not eligible. Right. I mean, we have we have no social safety net for most Americans. I know. But we have this gigantic uh, immediate safety net for money and for those people with a lot of it. Right. So, Heather. Let's fix it. 
<laughs> well, where do we begin? So where do we? What are you? Well, gonna so do? first, I think we should bring back Glass Steagall. Yes, good. That's yeah. a good idea. But I also think you know Dodd Frank. You remember Dodd Frank? Yeah, yes, yes. So we can. I do remember Dodd Frank. Um, but really, I do. We've got to. Something's got to change here. There's going to be much. We say stricter, that every time. Much but can we mean regulation. it this time? Well, here's the thing. Every time the the Congress goes to regulate, and this happened after the 2008 right. financial crisis, uh, the big banks say, no, 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 don't do that because we'll become less competitive with the Europeans. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the big banks that are really global banks and they're operating in Europe, they say to the Europeans, don't regulate finance because you will become less competitive with America. So it's a race to the bottom. Right. Uh, we've got to stop that. The, the, all of the financial regulators, including the central banks, in the United States, the Fed and the European Central Bank and elsewhere have got to work together. And instead of race to the bottom, it's got to be a race to protect the public. Uh, and that also includes the Democrats and if they can find any Republicans around, um, saying in a broader sense that a lot of average Americans need some protection against adversity. Hello, we're in the middle, almost the middle of the 21st century here. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Biden administration does here, right? Yes. Things percolating. And I think, you know, in general, they have done well. Um, I think Biden has, has really shown a lot of people that he, in the midst of this, you know, just craziness of the last two years, he can steady the the, the ship of state. Um, can he and Janet Yellen right. uh, and others in the administration who are worried about finance and banking, can they steady this one? Can they get the reforms through Congress that have to be got through Congress, particularly the Republican Congress, particularly a Republican Congress that is backed by even more than the Democrats in Congress, big business? Uh, I think big business begins to or is beginning to understand that a lack of confidence in the financial system hurts them Mm -hmm. as well as it does the big banks. Right. And the minute that dawns on all of them, then maybe the Republicans will come along. Right. Right. We shall see. More will be revealed unless it's not. Unless (laughs) it's not. More will be revealed. So maybe when we're back in a week, we will have more to discuss. This has been helpful, though. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, I I am a little bit concerned um, because I just, uh, I saw, I, I hate to, I'm not going to blow my horn. <laughs> no, okay. toot I was, it, I was, toot I was, it. I was about to say that I saw this coming, right. but I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Heather, what are you going to do this weekend? Well, do you know what today is? Today's St. Patrick's Day. Right. No, yesterday, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. No, but today Day. is. The day after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Our clotiversary. Is it really? I swear to you, I knew no, you didn't know. It's not yeah. a clotiversary? Yeah, is one year first? ago. I didn't know that. I can't believe it's Hey, happy year. anniversary. And to you, but look, I got hey. you a gift. Oh. Well, I got us a Heather, gift. you should Let's be have. Real. It's for us, both What do you us? think it is? I'm so touched. You can this open is, it up. It'll clot. be nice and loudy. Is it, is it a clot? Yeah, clot okay. your pearls. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm opening. I mean, of course it is. Oh, Heather. Look at that. This is a... Saturday coffee clutch mug, and it has our our pictures on it. <laughs> well, you our drew it. It's a decal. It's not great. Cartoon. This is so Cheers. lovely. Clutchiversary. It's been a year. It's been oh, such a pleasure, and I, I've learned so much and had so much fun. Uh, and the fact uh, that people like to listen to us, we're grateful to that. Too. Wait. Oh, uh, there's wait the minute, sound. There's a sound of two clutches. Two. But they're two, empty. Two next week we'll have them full. Half Heather. glass, half mug, half full next week. Thank you. Thank Mugs you, thank on you, our thank mugs. Thank you. Thank you. 
look at I'm just I, and I'm I, I owe it all to you. Not true. You had this idea. You came up with the idea for the music. You are the music. I did say. Music. Does anyone want to do a song? But forty people said yes, which I couldn't believe. Well, everybody have a wonderful week. Congratulations on our first anniversary, Heather. Uh, it, it's very touching. Here we it's go. very touching. And uh, have a safe week. Saturday. We'll see you for the next Saturday Coffee Clock. <laughs> <laughs>